from the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel. With the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents The Daily TV Mass. Welcome to the celebration of the Daily TV Mass. I am Father Peter Turone. The televising of this Mass is made possible by the contributions from three donors. The first are Antonio and Yvette Pinto from Etobicoke, Ontario, for the living and deceased members of their families and in thanksgiving for blessings received. The second are Irene Pinto and family from London, Ontario, in loving memory of her husband, Joki Pinto, who passed away five years ago on July 26th, and for the souls in purgatory. The third are the sisters, faithful companions of Jesus and Salford, Ma Manchester, UK. They wish to express their deep appreciation for the Daily TV Mass, which sustained them throughout the pandemic and enables them to widen the circle of their apostolic prayer across the world. They ask God's blessing on all who make this possible. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of the Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, grant that we may always conform our will to yours and serve your majesty in sincerity of heart. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. A reading from the book of Exodus. Moses did everything just as the Lord had commanded him. In the first month, in the second year, on the first day of the month, the tabernacle was set up. Moses set up the tabernacle. He laid its bases and set up its frames and put in its poles and raised up its pillars. And he spread the tent over the tabernacle and he put the covering of the tent over it as the Lord had commanded Moses. He took the covenant and put it into the ark and put the poles on the ark and set the mercy seat above the ark. And he brought the ark into the tabernacle and set up the curtain for screening and screened the ark of the covenant as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting because the cloud settled upon it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Whenever the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle, the Israelites would set out on each stage of their journey. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not set out until the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was on the tabernacle by day, and fire 
was in the cloud by night before the eyes of all the house of Israel at each stage of their journey. The word of the Lord. from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory Glory to you, you, O Lord. Jesus said to the crowds, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down and put the good into baskets, but threw out the bad. So it will be at the end of the age, the angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all this? They answered, yes. And Jesus said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out his treasure, what is new and what is old. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. My brothers and sisters, when we walk into a church, 
As Catholics, we're blessed to have the Blessed Sacrament in our midst. In fact, if you go along to any church, you enter any church in the world, you'll see that when you walk in, there's always this box, right, which we call the tabernacle. And it's there where Christ himself re resides. Now, there's an amazing backstory to explain all of this. And what we can go is all the way back to the beginning. And if you look in the first reading, as we heard from the, from the book of Exodus, when God reveals to Moses his plans for building this tent, right? So what we've discovered like over time is that what God asked Moses to do is very similar to what the Egyptians had. And you can say, well, what are you talking about? Well, the Egyptians, what they used to do is they used to have this tent, right? So they used to have all of the, the soldiers all around them, and they had all of these, these specifications that were there. And there they would have the idols, right? So the idols would be there. So these were not Christians. Obviously, they weren't Jewish, so they were pagans. So they had this, the gods in their midst. Pharaoh was their God and their king. Now, the Lord, in his infinite wisdom, he says to Moses, he says, look, I want you to do the same thing. And you can see that because the dimensions between what's described in the first reading and what we have afterwards or before that from the Egyptians are very similar. They're very similar. But God wants to say something else now. He's saying, look, your king and your God is no longer Pharaoh, but it is the Lord. And I am the Lord and I am in your midst. I am in your midst. So the fact is that the Lord is in our midst. And then you can see that as the Jewish people, as now they have the presence of God in their midst, we also find out that the presence of God is also kind of here and there, right? So he's kind of moving along with his people. So this idea, again, of the presence of God, the Shekinah in the midst of the people pitching his tent among us, then takes it, its fullest understanding, right? So all of it comes in its fullest light when? when the incarnation of Christ takes place. So the second person of the Trinity, he takes on flesh and he's in our midst. And there's this whole other fascinating story behind how we have the tabernacle today in churches. So in the beginning of Christianity, so they didn't have churches to go to. Christianity was illegal, right? So people, if you were caught practicing your faith, not always, but most of the time you can say that you would be arrested and you would be martyred. So they had to find a place to go for mass. So they would go into the homes oftentimes of rich people. So while they're there, they would have the mass. And then what would they do is they would take the blessed sacrament and then the deacons would carry off the blessed sacrament to the sick. And then the Christians or some of them would bring the blessed sacrament home and they would reserve the sacrament at home where they would pray. Why, why did they do that? Well, again, if you're under persecution, you don't have a church, you need a place to keep the Blessed Sacrament. So in, in case that something would happen to them in the future, they would at least be able to worship at home. And they knew from the beginning that that was Jesus Christ. They always understood that it, was, it wasn't a symbol. So that's why they had so much reverence for the Lord. And you can go and the, the, um, the writings of the church fathers are replete with examples of this. You can look at Origen. He wasn't a church father, but he's a great Alexandrian teacher. And Origen said, he goes, look, in the same way that you're so careful not to even drop a single crumb of the Lord in the Eucharist, treat the word of God in the same way. Because the word of God, it's Jesus speaking to us, right? So in the same way, we, we care for the body. We, carry also, we care also for the word. And then you can see over and over again that like there's this great reverence and this great love of Jesus Christ and the Eucharist. A few months ago, I gave a, I gave a, 
uh, homily on the importance of the Eucharist and also the scientific uh, research that's been completed on Eucharistic miracles. And you can see that that's Christ. That's the living heart of Christ himself. So you have more and more people understanding this great gift, right? You have more people wanting to spend time before the Lord in the Eucharist, and this goes on and on and on. And then over the course of the centuries, they started to build these stable places once Christianity was no longer illegal. And then they would have basilicas and then churches, and they would have a place where the Blessed Sacrament would be. Why? So that when you came into church, you knew that Jesus was going to be there. So you can go and you can worship him, right? You can worship him as we owe to God. And then from there, we also had what we call the development of exposition. So exposition is when you see the Blessed Sacrament in the monstrance. So you can see him, right? You can not see Jesus face to face, but you can see at least what looks like bread in the Eucharist and the sacred host. And then that's where we spend time in worship. And this is so important. This isn't just a history lesson because this has an impact on our daily lives. Pope Francis, he wrote this beautiful spiritual gem to the U.S. bishops uh, just a few weeks ago. And he wrote this to be sent uh, in preparation for the Eucharistic Congress in 2024. And he says, the Eucharist demands adoration. So the Eucharist demands adoration. What does he mean by that? Well, he means the following. During the Mass, we only have a few moments to worship the body and blood of Jesus Christ. However, after the Mass, we also have that time to spend before him in quiet contemplation, right? So we're there, why? We wanna spend time before the Lord. Think back when Jesus called his disciples. What was the first thing he did? He didn't send them off on a mission, no. First he said, to stay with me. Stay with me, learn from me, who are meek and, and humble of heart. And then he sent them off to their mission. So we come to spend time with the Lord, we come to listen to him, we speak to him, and then after we've received him and had that time in adoration, then we are better equipped for our mission. And our mission is to make him known to other people. Again, it's a beautiful gift, and I, I really believe that one of the silver linings of the pandemic was to help many of us recognize how important it is to be part of a visible faith community. I'm so grateful for the TV masses we heard and the, uh, the prayers for this in mass intention. But the fact is that I remember when I was at the university and I would walk outside or look from my window and of course the church uh, was locked, we couldn't let people in. But I remember people walking by and spending a few minutes kneeling in front of the church. And for someone who doesn't understand, they think what's going on here? But for those who believe, they realize, look, they're there because they are yearning for Christ and they wanted to pay, they wanted to spend some time with him. That's a beautiful gift. And we're so blessed to be able to have the Lord, right? So to recognize that this is Jesus, right? So there's precedence for all of this, that our understanding as a church of the importance of worshiping the body and blood is a great gift that's been given to us that the tabernacle is a place where the Lord resides. And through our baptism, Christ isn't just going from place to place, but Christ also resides in us. And there's another great mystery. After that I've received God and I've contemplated him and I leave, I'm also, as Paul says, a temple of the Holy Spirit. So that means that Jesus is inside of me and therefore I bring him, I carry him to my brothers and sisters. And that's why we're called to be salt and light. And that's how we become salt and light. 
So we pray for each other. For those who are unable to receive him physically, we pray that the Lord will visit you spiritually, grant you strength and peace. And for all of those um, who have the opportunity to spend time before the Lord, always recognizing when we go into the church, you know, when you go into somebody's house, you always honor the guest first. So we always show the maximal reverence towards Jesus. And we're so grateful that he promised to, to stay with us until the end of time. And he does so in the Eucharist and by residing in the tabernacle. Let us bring our prayers to God who created the earth and its fullness for the Holy Catholic Church as it continues to speak out against all that would destroy human dignity, human rights, and human life. We pray to the Lord. Lord hear our prayer. For those whose lives are plagued by doubt and despair that they may have God's grace to help them. We pray to the Lord. Lord hear our prayer. For people who are lonely that they may experience God close to them. We pray to the Lord. For the children of the world, that they may be protected from hunger, abuse, illiteracy, disease, neglect, violence, and allowed to enjoy lighthearted and carefree childhoods, gently molded by God's laws and loving discipline, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all of those in our daily TV Mass prayer intentions book, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For families, for peace in times of blessing and difficulty, protection for children and respect for the elderly and vulnerable, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. God of heaven and earth, you reward those with clean hands and pure hearts. In our unworthiness, we bring our prayers to you through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and a work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed Blessed God. God Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine, a work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. Spirit of God, our be accepted by you, Lord, and your sacrifice our sight this day, pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, Lord, of my inequities, cleanse me from all my sins. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept this sacrifice in your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all the church. Grant us, O Lord, we pray, a sincere respect for your gifts, that through the purifying action of your grace, we may be cleansed by the very mysteries we serve, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is, right and just. it is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for in your goodness you created man, and when he was justly condemned in mercy, you redeemed him through Christ our Lord. Through him the angels praise your majesty, dominions adore, and powers tremble before you. 
heaven and the virtues of heaven and the blessed seraphim worship together with exaltation. May our voices, we pray, join with theirs in humble praise as we acclaim. fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks. He gave it to his disciples saying, take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis our Pope and Francis our Bishop and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, our glory and honor is yours forever and ever.
at the Savior's command <clears throat> and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on her sins, but on the faith of her church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Body of Christ, and the everlasting life. Amen. Please join me now in this act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my heart, as though you were already there. I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you, Permit not that I should ever be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, we pray, that benefiting from participation in heavenly things, we may be helped by what you give in this present age and prepared for the gifts that are eternal through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. 
The Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass.